Board Gaming with Education, a podcast for anyone curious about how games and education mix. We explore various topics like game-based learning, gamification, and board games, and the impacts they have on learning. Here's your host, Dustin Stats. All right, welcome to Board Gaming with Education. I am your host, Dustin, and today you have me and only me. We have no guest today. It's just a solo episode. And we are going to discuss five reasons why we should use games in school. We're going to first start off the episode with framing our discussion and kind of talking about what I mean by games and kind of talking about what I mean by school. And then we'll go over a list of five different reasons why we should use games in school. And we'll finally conclude our discussion with some final thoughts. So stick around. before we dive into this list, definitely feel free to reach out to me and tell me what you think. You can either comment on social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and or email me podcast at boardgamewitheducation.com. You can just start a discussion in our Facebook group as well, game-based learning and gamification and education, or just tag us in your post. Let us know what you think. Am I right in saying some of these things? Am I wrong? I'm always open to discussion and furthering the discussion of games and education. All right, before we jump into the list of five reasons, this episode is sponsored by Worlds XP. So Worlds XP is a streamlined, gameful experience for your learning environment to increase engagement, develop class culture, and reinforce positive behavior. Because of the reasons why I think games can add value to a learning environment is the background to how Worlds XP came to fruition. So Worlds XP is a gamification toolkit for your learning environment. Right now, we are finalizing the process of launching on Kickstarter. So we hope, we really, really hope to get it launched in November before the holidays. If not, we'll be launching shortly after the holidays. But in the toolkit, you'll get 27 unique character cards, 27 item and achievement cards, 180 108 XP cards to track experience points if you want to use that in your classroom. So these different cards are ways that you can engage your students through gamification in your learning environment. It also comes with, at this point in time, it's a 40-page teacher's handbook loaded with tips for implementing the kit and using gamification game-based learning for your learning environment. We hope or we know, I know, I know it will likely be longer than the 40 pages with some advanced features included in that handbook as well. So be sure to stay tuned about Worlds XP. If you are interested, you can go to worldsxp.com, sign up for our email list. You'll receive emails when we are getting ready to launch. All right, before we get into the five different reasons, I want to look at what I really mean by games, what we really mean by school. So I want to look at this topic and take a more or take a broader approach to games and the definition of games. I don't want to get too bogged down on what defines a game exactly and what types of games we can use in our classroom. That is not the topic of this discussion, but more why we should use games. So we're going to look at the list with a mindset of really discussing the benefits of using different elements of games. So whether that's using gamification systems, using game-based learning for a different lesson, 
or just sharing with your students the hobby of gaming culture. So we're going to kind of talk about five reasons why I think it's important to use games in school. And then when I say school, I don't necessarily just mean in traditional school setting, but this can be used in a lot of different environments, whether it's adult education or after school programs or even just in homeschool settings as well. So with that in mind, we're going to go over a list of five ways or five reasons why we should use games in different learning environments or how games can benefit different learning environments. All right, so let's get to number five. Number five, games foster student-teacher relationships. As I address these five reasons of why games should be used in school, there is also a blog post that goes with this podcast episode. Like always, we release a blog post episode with each podcast episode that includes links to different resources. So as I go over this list, be sure to check out the blog post to find some of these resources I mentioned in the top five reasons why we should use games in school. So the first, so number five, games foster student-teacher relationships. Developing student-teacher relationships within a gamified classroom is definitely more apparent. I've had the experience of running different games in class through different learning outcomes. I've also had the experience of running gamification systems in my class as well as my wife's classroom. In both of those, or in all three of those experiences, I got a lot stronger sense of the relationship I built with my students. They felt a bit safer in the learning environment. They felt more comfortable just being a bit more outgoing in class as well. When my wife implemented the gamification kit, which at the time was called just a gamification kit, is now World's XP, she had told me or shared with me her experience about how students were the most open with her than she's ever had in her two years teaching at that school. She developed the strongest relationship with this group of students. Now, she credits the World's XP or the gamification system for that, but I think overall, no matter what, most students develop pretty strong relationships with her as a teacher because that's just the person she is. She's very considerate and understanding to her students' needs and making sure her students' needs are met. Another way that student-teacher relationships can develop in a gamification or a gamified classroom or using a game in class, think about a time you pulled off a super sick move on a video game or you finally beat a level you were working on for hours or pulled off a great combo in a card game or board game. So these moments can be described as Firo. And Jane McGonigal's book, Reality is Broken, talks about this term. But essentially, Fiero is that proud feeling or sense of satisfaction. So if you're running a game in your class, for example, you can do an escape room. And escape rooms are great for creating these moments. If you've had the experience of going to an escape room, there's usually a countdown timer of an hour. And you try to make it out within the hour. Now, a lot of escape room companies are really great at making sure that each group is coming very close to that hour mark before getting out. Because you don't want it to be too easy and you don't want it to be too difficult. So you can create these escape room experiences in your class through maybe a review game. 
and different puzzles can be integrated into or tied into your learning outcomes or review of a lesson. So one resource you can check out is Breakout, E-D-U. That's Breakout, one word, and E-D-U. There will be a link to that resource on the blog post as well. So you can check out that resource. That's a great way for creating these fear of moments because then students are just, maybe you set a timer and they just make it out in time. Or, you know, as a teacher, a lot of times we we adjust the timer based on our students' needs and maybe we can kind of add in another couple minutes to and not tell our students to see if they can just make it out in time. Another great example that I really love this story from Extra Credits. Extra Credits is a YouTube channel that explores video and game studies and dives into the industry a bit. There's a video by Extra Credit that's titled Because Games Matter. So you can find that on YouTube. Just search Extra Credit Because Games Matter. You can find this video where essentially a high school teacher connects with a student through the game Kingdom Hearts. And Kingdom Hearts is a video game. This student was very closed off throughout the quarter. The teacher was able to connect through this video game. I really recommend watching the video because the story is just a lot better told through the video and you really get a sense of how you can form these connections with students through games. Now, in this example, it doesn't always have to be games. It could be through different common hobbies or other interests that you share with your students. All right, and we got number four. So games develop class culture. A great gamification system can help to foster a strong class culture. It provides collaborative elements, cultural components specific to your classroom. So for example, maybe imagine a classroom where each of your students creates a avatar as a space explorer. And throughout the course of the quarter, they're exploring space by exploring different units. And they also control or have a ship that they all share and have different jobs with that ship. So this is a great thematic gamified classroom structure. And it really helps students develop a sense of pride and ownership in their learning environment because they feel like they are in control of their own ship. They're piloting their own ship. We've had a recent episode from our podcast with Alan Girding. He's the one of the co-owners of the board game company Tuesday Night Games, and he is also a psychology professor. And it's a really cool episode where he talks about using in-group and out-group psychology to motivate groups of students. Essentially, he sets up his course in a way that each group of students creates their own class identity and you have rival classes versus each other. And then at the end of the semester, all of the classes come together to beat the ultimate, like uh, I think he calls it the dragon class or whatever it's named in his course. So they're competing together at the end to fight this final boss. So I recommend checking out that episode with Alan Gurney. That's episode 64, Tuesday Night Games, featuring Alan Girding. Number three. So, number three. So, games can be a classroom management tool. So, games can be a classroom management tool or they can really help you to assess the one you currently have in place. So by adding elements of gamification to your classroom or your learning environment requires a great level of thought 
on what classroom management structure you already have in place. It helps you develop stronger strategies also for your learning environment. So think about your current classroom management structure. What sort of gamification overlay can you add on to it? So I've told this story on the podcast before, but I think it shows or illustrates a great example of how games can be a classroom management tool. In my first year of teaching in Korea, I had a group of students that were really difficult for me to manage in the classroom. I used a star system that the after-school program or cram school, they call it, or, or hagwon in Korean, and I used their structure or their system, and it was a star system, and you had blue stars for reinforcing positive behavior and red stars for reinforcing negative behavior. And this was one of the systems that the school used, as well as some of my own individual management classroom management techniques but in this class a lot of the things I was doing in other classes that that were working pretty well were not working in this class I had a class of about 12 students ages 11 to 13 most of them were boys except for one or two girls at one point and they would get out of their seats they would play fight with their classmates they would only speak Korean which was not allowed in this second language school so as a first year teacher, I was struggling and I was trying to come up with a way to solve this problem. At the time, I didn't realize I was employing gamification techniques to my classroom management, but it solved a problem that I had as a teacher. And what I did was grab something that was very popular, that was that maybe I shared an interest with my students and that was the movie Avengers. So at the time, the first Avengers movie was very popular. So I rethemed the star system and I added a couple mechanics to it as well. So what I asked students to do was form groups and then they each chose an Avenger. And at the end of the board, they had to reach Loki on the other side. And to get there, they had to answer a question correctly. They would move over one space. Or if a student was doing something that I wanted to reinforce. Maybe student Bob was working on his question number four quietly. And I would say, oh, Bob is working on question number four quietly. His group, his superhero, whoever, Spider-Man moves across the board. And they had to make it to the end of the board to face Loki. So they were competing among each other as groups, but I also had them compete against me as a teacher because I didn't want to take away their superhero who Spider-Man, maybe he's doing really good. I didn't want to take away something they worked well to do by moving Spider-Man backwards. So instead I created, or I chose one of the superheroes and I moved my superhero across the board to fight Loki. Looking back at this structure that I had in place, I think it would have been really cool to maybe print a big printout of myself in like a really tacky superhero costume and then it's like superhero Dustin moving across the board or at the end when they face Loki maybe there could be a short mini game to fight Loki maybe they just have to like throw a crumpled up piece of paper on the board and hit a target and if they miss then another group has an opportunity to try to fight fight Loki and they move back a couple spaces but usually I would time it to where the number of questions in the classroom that I would get to or ask them to answer would be close to what they needed to face Loki. So this behavior management system works so well that I've used it or different versions of it in different 
classroom or learning environments to reinforce behavior or to encourage behavior that I want in my classroom. So for example, this past couple of years when I was in the university teaching in Taiwan, I would use something similar where I drew three stick figures on the board. And I wanted to encourage my students to speak English because they are adults and I don't necessarily need to reprimand them for speaking in their own language. They're allowed to do that if it's necessary at certain moments in class and not disruptive. But I also want to really encourage them to speak English to help with their language acquisition. So in order to do that, I drew the three stick figures and each stick figure were floating in some water. So underneath the water, they had two life vests as well. So if anyone in class at any time, for whatever reason, spoke a language that was not English, one of the stick figures drowned. So I would erase one stick figure from the board. Now, the life vest came into play because if a student really needed to speak their mother language for whatever reason, they were allowed to raise their hand and ask to speak their language. Maybe they needed clarification in their mother language to understand what was happening in class. They were allowed to raise their hand and ask. So that helped to encourage students to use the to use English in class when at certain moments when I really wanted to encourage them to speak English. So that was number three. Games can be a great classroom management tool. Number two, games provide engagement and motivation. One book I like to talk about a lot when I give presentations or I reference in other research is Raf Koster's book, A Theory of Fun. And he puts this very bluntly. He describes this playing games where learning is the drug. He describes it as a fun way to make our brains feel good. Dopamine is released when our students experience something they enjoy. And dopamine is a reward mechanism is a reward mechanism that rewards the behavior of learning. Koster goes on to explain that in games, and this can also apply to when we use gamification or game-based learning in our classrooms, fun from games arises out of mastery. It arises out of comprehension. It is the act of solving puzzles that makes games fun. In other words, with games, learning is the drug. So that is a perfect example, a perfect quote, how we can see how through games, students enjoy learning through the rewards they receive from the game. So let's look at this idea a little bit further through the lens of a gamified classroom. So through the correct XP measurements in a classroom, students can master content and easily gauge their mastery. So it would take some trial and error on your part before adding this to your classroom and understanding, well, what level of XP do you want a student to have in order to master this basic concept? And then the next concept, what level of XP? So you can align these levels of XP to earn a certain amount based on what content you want students to master. So if a student earns a certain amount of XP for completing an assignment on division, for example, they receive immediate feedback based on their efforts. And if earning 1,000 XP in a math class during a unit on division means the student has mastered the content, then students can see their work and they can see how their efforts are tangibly related to the XP they learn and the content they master. 
So that's number two, games provide engagement and motivation. And number one, which is probably my favorite reason for why we can use games in our learning environment. In the teacher's handbook that comes with World's XP, I talk about this gamification expert, Yukai Chow, and he defines gamification as human-focused design. He goes on to explain that through the process of gamification, we can take the fun and engaging elements often found in games and apply them to day-to-day -day tasks. So I think we can also do the same for our students. So we can take the concepts of gamification or take concepts of game-based learning and apply them to our learning environments. And we can call this student-focused design. When we do that, our main goal is student-focused design, designing a classroom experience, a learning environment where our students are the main focus. This can only benefit our students in our learning environment. The challenge, though, comes from deciding on which elements particular to our learning environment create a healthy and strong learning culture in our classrooms. So as the designer of our learning environment, really these choices are up to us. How do we decide what games or what elements of games, what mechanics of games, or when to use different games and how those things can benefit our students? We are the drivers of our ship. Granted, there are certain limitations from our administration or maybe from policy where it might limit us in certain regards, but I truly think there are ways to make it work if it is benefiting our students, and that is the main goal. So that was number one, is games can be student-focused design. To wrap up here, those were five reasons why games should be used in school or in our learning environments. Number one, student-focused design. Number two, games provide engagement and motivation. Three, games can be great classroom management tools. Number four, games develop class culture. Number five, games foster student and teacher relationships. Again, it's really up to us to know how or when to apply these things to serve those purposes though. These are just the reasons why I hope to, in the future, develop a more practical guide to implementing these and some ways we can do it to serve those different reasons why, but that will have to come later. This is just a discussion on why we should use games. So what do you think? Definitely reach out to me. Let me know. And as always, as always, thank you for listening. Please keep in touch. If you really like what you hear on this podcast, leaving a review helps us tremendously it really helps us find or really helps others find our show because the more reviews the more listeners we get the more likely we are to climb the podcasting charts and we've been cracking some top 200 categories in the u.s and we hit number one in a couple different countries for the games category which is super exciting we've been number one in taiwan philippines and spain so really cool keep leaving us reviews keep listening and as always, thank you. 
Thank you for listening in this week. If you like what you heard, be sure to let us know. You can find us on social media as Board Gaming with Education or BGE Games, or email us at podcast at boardgamingwitheducation.com. If you want to support our podcast, be sure to check out our support page on our website. As always, teach better, learn more, and most importantly, play more. Thank you for listening, and until next time.